to Ideas All Day, a podcast where we, not experts, talk about our ideas and then put them in piles. Good idea piles, ideas piles, and bad ideas piles. Let's do some intros. I'm going to start saving. Oh, what's that shiny thing? Ajax. Hello. Penny Pincher Master, Alex. What up, y'all? And picking up pennies so I can piss them away, me, Kate. Hi. Hi. So, Ajax, can you tell the listeners about today's topic? Yes. Today's topic, we are discussing frugality and ways of saving money. Whoa. Everybody likes money. Who doesn't Sometimes. like saving the monies? Uh, money is the root of all evil, as we all That's know. also true. There's many truths to this. And money can't buy you happiness? But money can buy you love. Can't buy me love. It can, too. I'd give it a try. So my first one is the live with your parents. It's great when you live there for a long period of time. Makes you feel so good paying back school loans. And those type of that type of life. But you know what? It's worth it when you pay off that big chunk of money to going to higher education. That's good when you're debt free. You They're lived good with your to, parents for quite some time. I live with my parents debt. quite some time to pay off debt. It's a yeah. thing that you can okay. do. Done. One thing. Another frugal thing. Oh, I haven't really bought a lot of clothes in the past few years. And I've started sewing. And I have been sewing lots of patches in my jeans. That is another frugal thing that I I have partaken in. The next thing that I had that was an idea is give tours of the dump of the waste management systems. Because I have never taken a tour of my current waste management system ever, even from elementary school to high school age. All that I imagine is in the movie Idiocracy, where there's just piles and piles and piles of stuff in a monster pile that is meant for disposal and refuse. With that in mind, I wonder if they have an organizational system of said pile of refuse. Or do they need a pile organizer? Because that would be a lovely job for somebody, too, which will help with the grand scheme. Of frugality. So let me get this straight. The tours are for as like, an educational purpose. And tour. then you're thinking about also having volunteers organize it so people could reuse that. Volunteers or paid paid people to go organize trash so we can either reuse it or redistribute it within society so you don't maybe it can be fixed. This is also based on the fact that I am not an expert and I do not know what a waste disposal area or dump looks like. And the other thing for frugality was going into almost like a trade culture where money, physical money is less of a thing. More bartering and also giving back to the earth because a lot of times the earth is seen as this resource system where you just sort of take, take, and take, there's less give back to it. I don't know how that's saving money. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I get the bartering part, and I get the, like, wanting to give back to the earth. That's not a bad idea in general, but 
I don't know how like saying, oh, I am going to plant garden. Well, no, that would be frugal. Like if you're giving back to the earth by planting more vegetation to make the soil better and you're picking specific plants to nurture the soil, then you can then harvest those you can harvest that or it can be used for like water management so you're not flooding your yard anymore it can be used for even more resources yeah i haven't quit my day job so yeah those are just a few of my ideas all righty ajax starting with your first idea living with your parents in order to save money i have to put it in the bad ideas pile (laughs) Not because it doesn't save money, it may lead to other things. It it doesn't teach you that lesson of actually saving money. You're just not having to spend your money as much. You're just still living off somebody else. You're not learning it yourself. I love my parents, but I cannot live with them again. I, I don't know if it really saves you money versus if you're just spending your money in other ways. I can't in my mind do it. I can't say it's frugal. So living parents, I just have to put it in the bad ideas pile. Not because it doesn't have its uses or it doesn't have its purposes when you need it, when you have to get yourself back on your feet again, but it's not frugal. It's not saving or getting the most out of things. It's not, I don't feel it's that way. All right, number two, sewing, great idea. Fixing, keeping your clothes lasting longer and learning a skill on your own. Love it, 100%, great idea. Not good. I can't even say anything negative about it. It's never going to go wrong. Third idea, the tour of the dumps. What can I say about dump tours? Now, where I live, you literally go past a dump. And I'm not saying it's like, oh, you can see in the distance. No, no, it massively towers over the road. It looks like it's just going by a grassy hill with these weird, like, sprinkler systems set up until you go past it. And it smells god-awful. It's its own unique smell. And it's they actually, the sprinkler system is there to make sure on the windier days, the smell gets kind of tempered down and it's only in the vicinity of the dump. I can't figure out what the heck you mean for frugality with a tour of the dump. Part of me knows it's more so like, so we get an idea of how we're using our waste. If it's to meant to get like, say we're wasting so much stuff, that's money wasted. As to get like a mindset, that's okay. But as a frugality kind of idea in the direct sense i don't know if you're trying to say we need to teach our kids about waste because waste means you're spending some some money on something that you're not using rather than buying something that you can use all of also i feel like i'm thinking on the societal scale not necessarily the individual scale okay but then again the only thing i can think of is trying to reduce overall waste in a community is to get see it where it is and see where your trash or your waste goes. Well, if you can reuse it, you can. You don't have to buy anymore. You can reuse the or you things buy less. that are in there. You'll buy less, and so then that's more frugal. But I still have to put it ideas kind of leaning toward bad. It's still kind of not really. I'm just. I'm. <laughs> I'm kind of doing a little bit of a stretch here, but I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt because there's at least I can pull something out of this. You can say there's something useful education you can teach to kids if there's a specific lesson to be learned that they will hopefully take on later in life. The next one, the bartering system. I'm not a big fan of personally of the bartering system. Nothing wrong with it. But, you know, if I need to buy a couch and I need to give someone a cow for it, I don't have a cow. Money's just easier to carry and we don't throw it out versus product that you just pass around. 
You know, everyone's got everyone's got to ride in that cow at some point. We're going on the community scale. Like each individual person who has to produce something that goes towards the community benefit. I think I've been. I think on the bigger scale, which is fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's what micro and macro. You're very much macro. Yes, I'm a macro game. organism. You can't buy things outside necessarily, unless you literally are going to Best Buy and handing someone off your, you know, wooden sculpture you made to buy a computer. So in terms of frugality, again, ideas, but a little bit more towards bad, just because I think it's hard to adopt, to adopt to a community, but it creates more productiveness, which I like. Because if you're producing something to make sure you can, you know, survive, you're more likely to make sure you're using every little bit. And giving back to the earth, I'm just going with recycling on that one and reusing it. You know, the, uh, the three R's, which All I love R's. recycling, were... 100%. It's big industry. It's, you know, it's good business and it helps everybody. So I'm always on board with that. I'm going to put it ideas, but towards good. Oh, sweet. On a community mm-hmm. scale. Uh, and I think that was all of them. All right. So let me give my rundown of Ajax's ideas and my pilings. Living with parents. As someone who moved out shortly after graduating college, and when I mean shortly after graduating college, I mean two, three years after college, I highly regret it moving out as soon as I did. Because what had happened was I moved into a house, had roommates, rent was cheap, life was good, and then I lost my job and I was unemployed and it was really hard to make rent. And if I was smarter about the situation, I would have lived with my parents until I had enough of a nest egg to survive if the unexpected happened. So especially now with how high housing costs have been getting, how you can't afford to live on your own easily in a nice neighborhood, living with roommates or living with your parents as long as you possibly can, I would consider this a very good idea and a very good uh, money-saving idea because even if your parents are the type of parents who are like, well, no, you got to help pay the mortgage, that split that you're doing with your parents is still lower than what you would be doing by yourself. Very so, true. Yeah, if uh, to extend on yours, if you can have roommates, roommates are a great way to like save on cost of living. I am not a good roommate, so this would not be a good idea for me personally because I, I am a pretty terrible roommate. I kind of suck. So me not having many or any roommates is usually better for me in my situation but if you're a person who gets along with other people i would highly recommend living with a roommate or your parents but here's my question though go ahead if you are living with your parents doesn't that make them your roommates yes that's what my brother used to tell his girlfriends when they asked about his living situation he's like oh yeah i have two older roommates he was living in my parents basement yeah, but then aren't you saying that you're a bad roommate even to your parents then? Yes. Is that the case? I am a bad roommate to my oh, parents. okay. Mom and dad, I'm sorry. I know I'm kind of a hot mess, but yeah, I'm a sucky roommate. But yeah, good idea, Pyle. Restrict 
buying clothing, new clothing, and focus on repairing. I am going to put this in a good ideas pile. Even if you're not repairing your clothing, if you're buying used clothing, it's so much cheaper to buy slightly used clothing than it would be to buy brand new clothing. As someone who likes a lot of flea markets and goodwills, I, I can attest I have saved much in the way of money in buying secondhand clothing. Jeans that would normally be $80, you get for 20 bucks and they last you years. So yeah, good ideas, pile. Your next idea about giving tours of waste management systems <laughs> and organizing usables. I think this is a great idea. This is something that we should be doing in like schools. Get little kids to understand the bigger picture. Like when you're done with the toy and you throw out the toy, it ends up here and it's just creating more waste when you could have given it to your younger cousin or you could have donated it. I love thrift stores. I love oh, them. Yeah, I love do. them. I love them. Having these tours, especially at a younger age, to kind of give kids like understanding you contribute to this mess. You are also responsible for this mess. Everybody has to pitch in to help solve this mess. Otherwise, we are going to have problems, you know, in your lifetime. The tour is a great idea. I think with dumps, some of them are organized. I'm not 100% sure. I would assume I, that they would, that some aspects of it would be. Because there's some dumps where you can get like automotive stuff. Oh, yeah. You get like old radiators, old, you know. Yeah, feathers, those are different old... kinds of dumps. Yeah. Like those are like specialized ones because I've been to a few different like to do dumping on my own where you have to have like dumping off old furniture, dump old like refrigerators. Do a lot of dumping. Yeah. But and they, they are organized very well. It's like, oh, you got a fridge. You got to put it over here. You got wooden stuff. You put a pile here. We'll put it. We'll sort it where it needs to go. It's a very much a, like a ballet of things going on. And then there's other ones where it's just more like your organic waste, which is the one that smells funny. Yeah. So I think organizing a dump, be it paid people or volunteers, would help other people. Because if you can come into the dump and you're saying, I'm looking for a bed frame, instead of buying a new bed frame at 35, 50 bucks, you can get one either super cheap or free at the dump. Yeah. As a frugal resource, I would do it because I am that type of person that has no problem taking something that's used and using it in my day-to-day -day life. So I'm going to put this in the good ideas. Good idea pile for the tours. Ideas pile leaning towards good for the organization of the dump just because I'm not really sure how one would go about getting volunteers and organizing it and, you know, payment structures and things like that. So Ideas pile yep. pending further detail. Cool. Okay. And then the last one was your, your bargaining. Mm. I'm a fan of barter systems. I am willing to help people out for, you know, pizza. I've helped many people move for beer and pizza. Mm -hmm. One, because I'm a friend. And I'm not going to, you know, take money from a friend for helping them out. But two, it's I like beer and I like pizza. Like I'm willing to do a really heavy exercise of lifting couches for a few brewskis. If you were moving across country and you had to have a 18 wheeler, how much beer and pizza would you have to buy? Yeah, that wouldn't work because that's not convenient for me. For the bar, and then I also have to get like housing and sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, if I have like a specialty skill oh, someone really likes my editing skills and I really like their tattooing skills. Maybe I edit their film 
for a new tattoo or I edit a couple films for a new tattoo, I would be willing to do that instead of taking money because there's a different value to me my editing skills I might not place at a really high value but someone else might be taking my editing skills and seeing them at a higher value so I would like say oh for 20 bucks I'll edit your film where this guy would be willing to pay 150 bucks but doesn't have 150 bucks so he's willing to tattoo me which I would have spent 150 bucks on a tattoo and he would be willing to like tattoo me for 20 bucks typically so I feel like bartering, as long as you know who you're bartering with and you're getting a value and the other person's getting a value, then it's a win-win. You know, I don't feel like I'm getting cheated. The person I'm bartering with doesn't feel like they're getting cheated. Bartering on Craigslist, on the other hand, I wouldn't recommend just because stranger danger. Stranger danger. Um, you don't know the quality you're getting. Bartering, ideas pile, leaning towards good ideas depending on whom and what you're bartering with. Um, and then giving back to the earth, I don't really see that as a frugal measure, unless we're talking about, like Alex said, recycling. Then that leads me back to the uh, organizing reusables at the dump, which I would consider an idea. Yeah, idea. Not only will people pay you to take their recyclables away, then you process them and sell them right back to them. They paid the deposit five cents. You, you get it from people, process it, and then you sell it back to the people that reprocess it back into bottles. I mean, it's literally, you're, someone's giving you money and you're just starting sticky bottles. Well, when I was a kid, I used to collect cans and get like a couple bucks like once every you know, month. But I don't consider that technically giving back to the earth because um, we're, we're recycling we're just not taking more away from the earth so Correct. just because we're taking not taking away doesn't mean we're giving back and that's where i'm getting caught up with how it was giving back frugal but i'm going to put in the ideas pile just simply because we're kind of grouping this in with recycling mm -hmm. and i'm pro recycling so that's ajax's piles it's my piles thank you so my first idea some of these aren't really ideas. These are more like tips and tricks that I use to That's save okay. money. I invest in a lot of power strips around my house. And the reason I invest in power strips is that when I turn off the power strip, it kills all the appliances that it's attached to. My TV, VCR, DVD player, laser disc, Blu-ray player, recorder, A-track. They're all connected to the one power source. And so when my TV's on, I might want to play a laser disc. So I want that power to be there. But once I'm done with my TV, I click off the power strip. So, you know, I don't really need the time on the, on the VCR to be displayed. I don't really need the little light on my TV to let me know that it's on. It's just, I think they call them energy vampires. There's those little lights and stuff. So mm -hmm. my first, tip i guess in frugality is just like turning off lights turning off power switches when they're not in use super simple it saves pennies really like it's not a huge money saver but that's money i can save towards something i want to spend elsewhere so similar to that is i've also invested in little travel solar panels i have 
two solar panels that I've hooked up to U little USB battery packs. And I have another solar panel that's hooked up to a light. So what I do is I have these USB battery packs that you cannot overcharge. That's a feature. You can't overcharge them. It doesn't deteriorate the battery. And what I do is I let those batteries charge and I switch them out with other batteries. And I have specific devices that I will only charge with those battery packs. So I will only charge my little speaker in the shower. I will only charge that off of solar. My Fitbit, I will only charge off of solar. I have a light in my closet that's only charged on solar. So yeah, so I, I designate certain devices that I will only use solar energy on. This way I'm not always trying to charge a device and I have these batteries charged already. No matter what day, if my device dies, I can charge them on the battery. So that's tip number two. Frugal tip number three, when I moved, moving companies, they do wonderful services. I have had moving companies before, but they are very, very expensive. Yes. And when you're moving just one or two people, it's, it's a cost. It's a really heavy cost. You're talking about maybe a half or a third of your rent payment is now just moving your shit. So when you have first and last rent due plus deposit, plus moving expenses, it gets super, super expensive to move. And Was so that just the truck or was that the also whole moving people? Service. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Like it would be like half the rent cost. So as someone who's a horrible roommate and had to move quite a few times, I've discovered that if you ask people that you know at work, I had an intern who just the one day complaining like, oh my God, I wish I knew someone with a truck because I got to go hire a box truck to move just like, oh, a couple bookshelves, a couch, uh, TV stand, and a few other big items. And he's like, well, I got a truck. I'm like, well, do you have a friend? He's like, yeah, I got a friend. I hired the intern to move my stuff for a fraction of the cost of, that I would have paid professionals. Now, mind you, intern's not a professional, nothing's insured. If anything goes wrong, I'm SOL. But all it was was the bigger furniture items. I've already moved all my little incidentals, all my fragile stuff. So it was just like a bookshelf, a futon, a bureau, things that if they got dinged or, or damaged, it, they would still exist. I don't know. They wouldn't have been destroyed, destroyed. It's not like they were breaking a TV. So finding people who would be willing to help and know you, you're more likely to save money than hiring strangers and professionals because that truck has to have insurance. Those movers have to be insurance. They have to have workman's comp insurance in place, hugely regulated, whereas the intern and his buddies aren't regulated. Whenever you can find a friend who'd be willing to do work, that's one way of finding a way to save a couple bucks. And you're also helping them out. For my last idea, it's more of like a, a business model, I guess. When I was thinking about this, I was trying to figure out a way to like incorporate food because it's always cheaper to like get your food at a grocery store and then make your own food. The problem is I suck at cooking. 
Like I can cook for me. I have no, I am not a foodie. I have little to no taste buds. Everything kind of just tastes okay. It's either okay or great. I haven't really eaten things where I was like, oh my God, I have to spit this out. This is disgusting. So I'm, I'm easy to please food wise, but I don't like cooking. Cooking's not something I like to do. And I do it begrudgingly just to save money because eating out is so expensive. Getting a salad at a salad type restaurant, I won't name names, you can spend up to like $14 on a salad with five ingredients, which is ridiculous. When you can buy the bag of salad for a dollar fifty on sale and buy a real pepper and a real cucumber and some chicken and still be under the $14. So I was thinking about like um, the last time I had a really good relationship with food where I wasn't spending an arm and a leg and I actually lost weight as a result was back when I was in college when you had a meal plan and you had a designated cafeteria and you could go there within the hours of whatever meal it was, have a meal, pick and choose what you wanted to eat and eat as much of it all on the meal plan. Mm. So my idea, why can't we do that now as grown ass adults? Like I know there's like hospitals and certain businesses have cafeterias, but they don't usually have meal plans associated. How wonderful would it be if you could go to a place, have prepaid for the meals eat as much as you want and call it a day and spend not nearly as much as you would on takeout. I would love that. So, I mean, even from a business model, I think it could be profitable depending on what you're, what meals you're providing. Yeah. I mean, hamburgers, hot dogs. It doesn't have to be like, especially in like on. this day of age, if like there was a sort of a meal plan associated Uber eats type of thing where you can have a designate, like a specific meal plan can have food delivered to your door. Yeah, like I really were super like I'm like I'm not leaving my house for no food. Like a better right now. Like a premium version of Meals on Wheels instead of being like you pay for it instead of being donated to you. Yep. And the other thing I was thinking with the whole meal plan cafeteria uh, business model is if you knew anyone who was homeless, you could buy them a meal plan that they could use. There's a lot of homelessness in my area, a lot of areas I visit, and I don't like giving money. It's always in the back of my mind, like, what are they really using this money for? And I don't want to enable someone who's an addict. If there's someone on the convenience store, you know, begging for change or they're hungry, I usually just grab them like a hot dog and a drink. You know, if I have chips in the car, I'll give them the chips. I usually give the snacks out of my car. Yeah. I'm more willing to do that than to hand over cash. But if I could hand someone a meal plan and be like, hey, the address is on the card to open this time, have at it, I would feel much better about giving someone that than saying, here's five bucks. So those are my ideas. Lovely. Alex. So on the topic of power strips, I have no choice but to put this in the bad, or not the bad ideas, the good ideas pile. Strictly, strictly because I am against vampires. The fact that there's energy vampires somewhere could be in my house right now. I'm against that. So anything we can do to stop energy vampires, 
I am on board with, no questions asked. And yes, it also saves money, even though it's pennies, it still adds up over time. You know, I'm, I do that as it is anyways. So I'm already doing as much as I can, but just because I'm anti-vampire, we're sticking to it. You're a power stripper. Yes. And I like to conserve electricity. The solar panels. I think it's a good idea utilizing every form of energy, though the only thing I would say is negative about it is that you're wasting a lot of solar energy because you only have those tiny strips. Think of all the sun that's hitting the ground or that's like not hitting the panels. That's wasted energy right there. That's just going hitting the ground and not being doing. And it's doing just adding to global warming. It's just exactly. you know, bouncing it's back. warming it's, the globe. Yeah. Exactly. And we, I'm we can't so have sorry that. I failed you all. You. By allowing no, global you're, warming. You're, you're doing what you can and really you're probably doing more than other people do. But there's still so much wasted solar energy out there that is just getting lost in the ground or shooting back up into the sky. We need to be doing more. And this is a serious issue. You want full coverage solar panels. Yes. You want like the biggest one that you can just roll on out. Exactly. I want the roads. I want the sidewalks. I want everything to be a solar panel because it's zero loss of energy. If we were to do that, should we also cut down the trees because they're blocking the sun from getting to the solar panels? And how big of an inverter do you need? That's going to be a big inverter. Let's put it this way. I'm not a scientist. We could just burn the, the trees, honestly. You know, that burning a tree never has anything negative. To create the energy, the heat, to create the solar panels. Correct. To melt the glass that's used to create, the, you're thinking. There we go. Boom. So, so yes. <laughs> Excellent idea. Worst idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your third idea, hire friends to help moves. I have to put it in the ideas pile because I don't have friends that would help me move. If I were closer, <laughs> I would help you move. I would help you move too. <laughs> or I would be washing my hair that day, one or the other. Uh, yeah, or, yeah. or are we just not friends? No, I just normally am washing my hair as well. So um, Are we considered colleagues at this yeah, point? Yeah, that's a good what point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. We're, now we're diving deep into a subject that has nothing to do with frugality. No. <laughs> and has to deal with all the uncomfortability. Yeah. Oh man, we're at that level already. Yes, yes. Awkward. We've gone from friends down to acquaintances down to just colleagues. Colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We won't talk I, to each other or no, see each other outside. only in business hours. Exactly, exactly. You know, we always talk about the weather outside of the podcast. Oh yeah. You know? how, how about <laughs> that team? Look at yes. that team doing so well in team? the uh, playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> on that game of the sports I won't games. Name names, but go team, go. Yes, mm, go really popular sports to team. See what happens? Yes. What do you mean you don't follow that sports? That sports. How I follow a sports team. I don't know what you're talking about. All the sports. As someone I... who actually follows sports, this is a very <laughs> painful conversation for me to have. <laughs> you did so well. You did so yes. well. I try. Oh, colleague. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, hiring. I don't like to say hiring, but asking friends for help to move is perfectly fine. Everybody does it. And it saves money because I've had to do both. Nothing wrong with that idea. Mm-hmm. Lastly, the meal plan. This one I'm going to have to put in the bad ideas, pal, for frugality's sake. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> this, the reason why is as someone who's had meal pl- different forms of meal plans through college, Realizing how much those things cost for what you get for it 
they are overpriced. There's a purpose for them, but they are so overpriced for what you get overall. If you said, oh, I've got a buffet, and you, if you pay $5 a day, you can eat whatever you want for the month, you know, or one meal a day. You know, that's at least $5 a day, you know, seven days a week. If you're going every single day, you're getting your money's worth, I think. But in terms of like a college-themed or like college version of it, I, those things are worth thousands upon thousands of dollars for a single year. So I can't do the college version, but like a buffet who's willing to do something like that, which I know they don't normally do it because it already costs so much to do it. They'd rather see you coming in piecemeal. I can only think of them being extremely expensive. And eventually you're going to get to the point where you're not going to like what you eat there because it's always going to be the same. Unless there's like four or five places that like, oh, you got a Chinese buffet. You've got an American style buffet, an Italian buffet, but Unless it's you still really like the chicken things. sandwiches. Like I had True. a chicken sandwich every single day because I thought they were delicious. My, oh, yeah. My college would switch entrees every day. So it would be like meatloaf, pot pie, and uh, some kind of pasta. And yeah. the next day it would be different pasta, stew, and a salt or steak. Yeah, so we did the same different thing. things every day. At my particular college, the colleges is typically buffets that are professional don't always do that unless they have specials. Now, what I did know that exists out there is the home delivery version of that. It's called Schwann's. Yeah. Schwann's is what you're looking for. I once rode my bike when I was like 10 years Uh old past the Schwann's truck, and the Schwann's guy gave me a popsicle. Yep. You can get pot pies. You can get real food. It's frozen, nine, ten, ten. But you can get ingredients if you want to have a meal prep kit. You ha- and it's literally delivered to your house. But that, yeah. if you're looking for something like that, rather than a pre-done meal plan or a pre-done like meal prep group, that's what you're looking for. But then I gotta also cook the food that I get, which which was the whole reason I wanted a meal. But then plan. you have to. But you don't have to go anywhere. You stay at home. Well, yeah, but I don't like cooking. Well, you're not cooking. They're frozen. You stick them in the you oven. You don't understand how badly I can fuck up a frozen meal. <laughs> <laughs> there's instructions on it how are you screwing this up i don't believe in instructions oh my god look at this beer battered fish fillets fully cooked oven roasted shredded chicken at your door. i can make a mean salad that's about it that's good all right so all right so that was alex's critique more alex nope no i think we covered everything i feel so it's my turn to go over kate's ideas please do investment in power strips i love power strips you can plug in several things into them i could use more power strips in my house and i like the idea of being able to turn them all off at the same time i go i think it's great i love this idea good idea pile all right travel solar panels I think this is a good idea as well. What I liked about this was that you always knew where your batteries were. Yes. Half the time I'm always like, where are my batteries? I I thought I had batteries. Where would I put these things? Where would I store batteries? Yes. I don't know. I know exactly where all my battery packs are. So if you have an area where you store your batteries, where you're charging them, you should know where they are. They have a home. So I'm basing this off of the fact that you can find your batteries easier if you know where they're charging. Yes. Yes. I, I do those things. All, so, all that's those a gr- things. so it's a good idea for me right there. I will it helps take a you good remember idea. where your batteries are. Uh-huh. All right. Bartering for moving. 
I think this is a great idea because if I'm not busy, I offer to help somebody move. Not Alex, though. No, no he doesn't we're, want help. We're, we're just colleagues. Hair. I wouldn't want to impose. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of, who's the intern in our group? I mean, we're all just colleagues. There might be an intern. I mean, I do a lot of the work, so I'm guessing I'm the intern. I'm the talent. Pretty much. <laughs> I leave after we're done here. I go home. Take you know, nap. to my unloving wife who's, you know, still sleeping with the guy from the mailroom. So, yeah, I thought this was a good idea. Ask people to help you move. Makes sense. Well, not just moving, but like all other kinds of tasks. When you well, don't yeah. need to hire a professional if you know someone. I mean, my coworker is very good at woodworking. And so he always offers himself up as a woodworker for household projects to many other coworkers and their families. So... Yeah, I think this is a great thing. Woohoo. You. you know people. The more you know. Meal plans. I think this goes in the idea pile. I like the idea of it, but there's going to need some execution to make it a, be the ultimate good idea pile participant right there. Because you need to have like buy-in from other restaurants to be a part of the meal plan to, mm-hmm. to have one. But I think what I like about it, it's good for budgeting. Because then if you're budgeting, mm-hmm. then you know how much money you're going to be spending on food. And then you yeah. can be more frugal and you can focus on other aspects of your frugality. Yeah. It's like having a bus pass. Yeah. You, know, you know how many days you've got left on it. And, you know, you basically can use it up for that much time and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. so idea, leaning mm-hmm. towards good idea for execution. I'll accept that. All right. Well, last but not least, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together. The penny pincher extraordinaire. (laughs) The one, the only, Alex. Alex. Oh, I thought you were going to introduce somebody else. (laughs) Alan. Alan. (laughs) All righty. I took it very much in the micro frugality sense. Personal things that I've done or would do. A lot of this is food-based, I'm not going to lie, because I eat a lot. No matter what Kate says, I don't care what you're making, whether you're making rice, you're cooking toast and eggs. If you're buying your own groceries, cooking it at home, you're not spending it going to McDonald's. You're not spending it where it costs three times as much to have the exact same thing. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. When you do it really well, you're going to have a sense of accomplishment on top of it. So not only are you going to save money, you're going to feel good. And if you're really bad at cooking, buy a slow cooker. I don't have patience. Slow cook? No, that's the best part. Slow cookers, you can, if you find the right recipe, you get it all prepped in the morning or the night before, toss in the slow cooker before you go to work and just let it sit there. Now, going back to the learning the, to cook, you know, to not only save money, if you have to buy your own ingredients, best place you can do that is at a farmer's market. Learn to love your farmer's market nearby. You can get so much more fruits, vegetables, meats, eggs, cheeses, for a lot less than you get at the grocery store. I can walk out with two bags full of groceries for like 20 bucks where you can barely spend $30 just getting milk, eggs, bread, and a couple other things. Find your closest farmer's market and utilize it. Learn who has the best stuff and keep going there. Because I'll tell you, especially when everything's in season, you're going to save money and you're going to actually enjoy what you're making that much more. And even continuing a little bit further, why not make it yourself? Grow it yourself. Start a garden. Find what grows well in your area. Most people can grow tomatoes, peppers, things of that kind of nature. Whatever you feel that works best. I personally have a little herb garden, and I don't buy herbs, but I, can have, I have a ton of fresh herbs. 
but I highly recommend it. You know, I would love to have even a bigger one for uh, more vegetables in my garden, just so I don't have to do, I can grow it myself. You know, my neighbor does a ton of stuff and I get a lot of free stuff from her too. And this is going to sound weird, but learn to bake bread or make jams. Start making little things that are easy to do. Making jam takes 20 minutes. If you've got the fruit and you've got sugar, you can make jam. If you want to go the extra step to actually like can it or bottle it so you can preserve it, even better. And I'll tell you, the simplest recipes for jam taste just as good as Welch's, if not better. But I would say if you can start learning those simple, simple things, I have actually converted to baking my own bread all the time. I haven't bought a loaf of bread in probably a few months. You made sliced bread? Well, no, I have a knife, and you slice it yourself. I probably bake one a loaf maybe a week because they're smaller loaves. Do you have a bread maker, or you just put it in the oven? Now we're getting back into my third to last idea. And this is going to be a little more complex, more of a thing. My idea isn't about being cheap. It's about being frugal. It's about value. It's, it's actually about spending a little bit more to save more in the long run. It's about investing into something. So I, instead of getting a cheapo, like $50 or $40 bread maker, I bought a $100 one because I want to get value for what I have, and I want it to last. I can get a cheapo one that might burn it, or it might not work very well, or might mix it very well, or this one does a better job. And I know it's going to work every time. And I've used it, again, at least once a week for the last few months. My personal feeling is, like with a pair of jeans, I go, I'm not worried about spending a little bit more if it's going to last me five years. Instead of paying $40 per pair of shoes, pay 60 If it's a good quality brand, uses quality materials and good stitching, I know it's going to last versus something I have to buy another pair in six months. Where in the long run, over the same five years, I might, on the cheaper pair, I might have spent $300, whereas it's still one pair, it's still the same $60. You know, that's my personal feeling on it. I would say my next one is, let's say you can't do those things. You can't spend that much money. You, don't, you just don't have it. So why not steal it? Just if you need something, take it. You know, if you don't have a place to live, find an empty house and live in there. What is saving money if you never had to spend it in the first place? We have so many things that aren't being used. There's so much waste. If you have say, something that's not getting used, just take it. Just use it yourself. That's fine. And for the last and final idea... Because it's so expensive, and nowadays, especially with the pandemic going on, we can't go out to the movies, so why not start getting used to making shadow puppets again? It's free, it's entertaining, and it's fun for the whole family. And it brings everyone together. But that's all my ideas. Alex, idea numero uno, learning to cook. It does save money, not gonna lie. It does help with frugality. I agree, it's a good idea. Learn to cook. Farmer's market. Depends on where you are. Mm -hmm. The farmer's market can be cheaper in price. Um, around here, our farmer's market's a little bit more expensive mm -hmm. in price, which just depends on where you are. It's a good idea otherwise because buy local. So I put it in the good idea mm -hmm. pile. Garden. We have a garden here on the farm, and it is a lot of work. So depending on the size of your garden understanding what you need and what you can produce and who the food's going to be going for are also all parts of the whole gardening lesson. But all in all, gardening is always a good idea because, you know, you're, you're outside, you're working your land and hell, you're making food. What, what? Learn to make bread, jams. Yeah, that's a good idea. Make it, make it yourself. Then you will know that you will either like it or don't like it. And you can only blame yourself. 
it's always a good idea if you can just blame yourself. Invest in the more expensive object in order to have better quality. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. You're, you're shopping for what you are utilizing the service of said item. If there's the one that's got more doodads to it, that's higher priced. You get the one that's got more doodads. Good idea. Well, this doesn't even fit to that too. It's not just like cooking. You know, you could think of it like cars. I see so many people that, you know, get a tax return and buy a $3,000 car and it breaks down in six months and they just are doing it all over again versus paying for a, getting a loan for a $10,000 car that'll last them four years. There's more than just when you need it right now versus do you want something that's going to stay with you for a while. You get what you pay for. <laughs> Stealing. Yeah, was idea. I already have conflicting ideas of property ownership already. So that's already a, a mental thing in my mind. Eh, I mean, it's, people don't usually like stealing. People don't like being stolen from. Mm -hmm. So it might come back with some pushback on multiple accounts. But, you know, society will probably say it's a bad idea. But right now I'm going to throw it in the idea pile. It's there. <laughs> and last idea, shadow puppets. I'm going to say... It's an idea. It can entertain the little children. I, if you have an overhead projector, those are great things that you can make shadows with on the wall because then you can just put them on the overhead projector and then that's the shadow of the item. This is starting to be a theme for this podcast. We, we keep on coming back to shadow puppets for some strange <laughs> reason. <laughs> it's okay, an idea. It's not a bad idea since you know people have had that idea before and have done it and done it really well. So I mean, there yeah. can be some really good shadow puppetry but you know what i'm gonna say idea let me do my pilings of alex's <laughs> ideas <laughs> oh, jesus you're so excited about it uh, she loves cooking Learning i know this cook. is not gonna go well i can already tell <laughs> i do not like cooking at all does it save money yes is it cheaper than mcdonald's i don't know because i at one point in time and one of my lows of my life, I was actually on food stamps. And the amount I was getting was $3 a day for the month. So I was getting 90 bucks a month for food. With McDonald's, I can get a drink, fries, and a burger, or I could have three ramen packets. Is it cheaper than some fast food? No, but... If you're shopping and you're buying real food, non-processed food and cooking it from home, you're going to be healthier than if you're eating McDonald's every day. So what you're not paying for today is going to affect your health and you'll be paying with your illness later. So I would consider cooking, even though I hate it, a good idea. It's a good life skill to have, one I have yet to master. Farmer's market, I'm going to also uh, throw in produce stores. Where I am, there's, there's not a lot of farms. <laughs> there's a lot of city, but we do have produce stores, and their produce is usually cheaper. Yes, I do like to go to a produce store. I hate going to a grocery store and spending an arm and a leg, a dollar for an orange, when I know I can get a bag of them for $1.99 at the produce store. Yes, good idea. Grow yourself. I'm going to put this in idea pile. If you're depending on all of your food from growing it yourself, it is a lot of work. 
if you are having a small garden and you're supplementing your food with the garden, yeah, it's going to alleviate some costs and be cheaper than if you bought all of your groceries. And it wouldn't take nearly as much time. Um, so I'm going to put it as an idea. Bake bread and jam. Uh, <laughs> I am not a patient person. I don't follow instructions well. I have tried to bake many things before in my life and I just for whatever reason I think I'm a better baker than the person who created the recipe and I always <laughs> tweak oh, things and then my shit comes out tasting like cardboard because stupid me didn't follow the recipe oh you're one of those people I'm no, one of those people so for me this is in the ideas pile towards the bad ideas pile because what happens is I'll buy all the ingredients I'll make one loaf of bread. I'll do it my way and I won't like it or it won't turn out good or it comes out super dense or super disgusting. And then I've wasted all of those ingredients on something I'm going to throw out. And I don't like jam. So it's in the ideas pile <laughs> towards the bad ideas pile. And when I say I don't like jam, I don't like it enough to make it myself and eat it often. So you don't eat peanut butter and jelly every day? I don't, but if I have a jar of jam in my refrigerator and I'm out of, say, cream cheese, I'll put jam on a bagel or I'll put jam on my toast, but it's not one of those things I eat often enough for me to warrant to make it myself. It would probably be more cost effective for me to buy a jar of store jam than it would be to gather up all the ingredients and make my own jam and buying the mason jars and jarring it and all that fun stuff so i rather have friends who make jam so baked bread slash jam ideas towards bad wise investment there's this triangle and at the top is time at the bottom right is quality and the bottom left is cost where did i see this i think this was in like season four of the l word where bet cheated on someone with the carpenter so with that triangle, you can have two of the things. So if you want something done fast with high quality, then it's not going to be a low cost. It's going to be high cost. But if you want something with quality and low cost, it's not going to last you a long time. And if you want something that will last you a long time and is cheap, it's not going to be high quality. That kind of fits in with your wise investment. My thing is, this is why it's in the ideas pile. If you have the money to make the choice to buy something that's higher quality, then you're not really being frugal. If you're a person who is hard up on cash right now, you're buying the $20 shoes. Oh, yeah. Because that's all you can afford. Correct. This is why I hate insurance like car insurance and things like that, because they're like, oh, you save money by doing six payments up front and you save $150. But if you pay monthly, it's going to be an extra 15 bucks a month. Well, the person who can pay the six month uh, advance doesn't really need that discount compared to the person who's paying month to month person who's paying month to month and doesn't have the choice to pay six months in advance is the one that could really use that discount. I'm a little bitter about that. I'm sorry. 
that's okay. During my poor poor times, it was very frustrating where it was just like, if I had the money to give you a year in advance, I would gladly give you a year in advance. I just don't have the money. Anyway, so smart investments, it's an idea. I feel that people who are in need of frugality right here and now won't benefit from that. But if you're frugal like me, currently right now, my financial situation, I am frugal so I can splurge on things I want. It's not like if I don't pinch every penny, the lights are going off in my place. It's if I don't pinch every penny, I don't get red lobster this month. In my situation, yes, I would spend more money on a pair of shoes because I know they would last longer. Me, oh God, seven years ago, wouldn't be able to do the same thing. So it's an idea leaning towards good, depending on your situation. Situation, yeah, which makes sense. Dealing slash I put homelessness. I'm going to put this in the ideas pile and I'll explain my reasoning. (laughs) Not the stealing. Stealing is a bad idea because if you get caught and you go to jail and you're convicted of stealing and it's on your record and you go to get a new job and it's on there, you're not going to get hired. And that just prevents you from earning money. And then you're just in a life of crime and then you're going to end up so in prison. So it doesn't prison. help with frugality in the long run. So stealing, bad idea. Straight, right down, bad idea. But it's a, your grouping is in the ideas pile and I'll explain why. I had a friend who had so many student loans, was getting super frustrated because rent's high, student loans are high, working a full-time job, working little jobs on the side, wasn't getting anywhere because, you know, shit's expensive. Living out in the world is expensive. So this person decided he's not going to pay rent anymore. And he did that by living in a van literally down by the river did it i think for like six months and in those six months not paying rent not paying utility bills not paying water bills not paying anything to do with a house within those six months he was able to pay off his student loans save enough money and take a trip to europe not stealing using resources that are free to you is a good idea and like to even go even further on this, the library, people, library it is such a good resource. There is apps you can download on your phone. There's movies, there's music, there's books, there's audiobooks, there's comic books. There's so much you can do with the library these days. If you're homeless and you need a place to go that's air conditioned during the day, library. You need a bathroom, library. Using resources that aren't being used, that can be used, is how I'm stretching your idea into. I think that's a great idea. But uh, then shadow puppets. I'm going to put this as an idea leaning towards good ideas because I'm going to say also hobbies. If you can find a hobby that is fairly cheap and can entertain you, yeah, that will save you from going to the movies or going rock climbing when you already have the stuff you can go rock climb a real rock stuff like that like ajax was saying if you're really good at shadow puppets maybe you can barter that and be like i'll be entertainment for a kid's birthday party and you can give me free cake and ice cream i kind of did this with rock climbing i became a professional belayer 
so I was paid to go to the rock gym and basically hold the rope for people who were climbing. But I also, when I was working, got free entrance into the gym and free access to all the climbing walls and climbing equipment. Not only was I enjoying my hobby, but I was also getting paid to be there to enjoy my hobby of rock climbing. So if you can find a hobby like that or a situation like that, that's a great combination to have. Not necessarily shadow puppets, but the idea of having a hobby that gives back is a great idea. So yeah. I I believe my idea was shadow puppets. Uh, I believe, but I'm trying to give you credit for something. So... I understand what you're trying to do. My idea was shadow puppets. (laughs) If your shadow puppets make you money or give you the ability to barter, I would say it was a good idea. If you're just shadow puppeting by yourself with no intentions of improving your skills or displaying your skills, then I'm going to put it as an idea because, you know, do what you want to do. I'm not going to bad mouth your shadow puppetry if that makes you happy fine it's an idea but yeah so i mean for the most part alex the overall picture is uh do your own food and uh make wise choices with your money and steal everything and i was trying to not go there <laughs> Where don't the black steal people please it's not worth it if you have some weird, like, risk-taking behaviors that you like, like, it gets your jollies off, do a different kind of risk-taking. Surprise people with compliments. That's a nice... <laughs> that's a Such nice a little, risk-taker. Like, no, go up to someone you don't that know. That's wonderful. Here's my message of positivity, people. You risk-takers out there. <laughs> go up to a stranger. Find something about that stranger you like. Go up to them and say, excuse me person madam miss sir i really like that coat i just wanted to let you know great decision today you're gonna feel great about yourself that stranger is gonna be really like what the f is wrong with this person but will feel good about themselves too if you need some kind of throw in your life do it positive don't steal things don't that's all i'm saying work together be less dickish if you know someone who is a dick and doesn't know they're a dick let them know tell them tell them like dude that wasn't cool stop catcalling that woman or put that 50 inch screen tv down it's not yours it's heavy i wasn't carrying it alone why are you moving this from the store the store didn't ask you to move it i know you're trying to be helpful but you're being a dick oops let me put this back you are right thank you for your soapbox anytime ah so thank you for listening Please like, subscribe, comment on all the platforms, the YouTubes, the Spotify, the iTunes, Facebook. We have a page, Instagram. We're going to have that up and going soon. Take, take pictures of all your favorite moments of the podcast. Take pictures (laughs) of all of your shadow puppets. We'll post your shadow puppet. Best shadow puppet. Uh, email us please at ideasalldaypodcast at gmail.com. We'll be featured on the Instagram. Yep. I feel thank like I'm you. missing something. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tell yes, your thank friends. you very much for everyone joining today. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. Tell your dogs. Tell your cats. Tell your shadows. Tell your interns. Tell your force your interns <laughs> to listen to us. Make it a part of their job description. 
If you are hiring movers, require that they listen to us while they're moving. If you're a mover, I respect you movers. It's not an easy job. And hats off to you. (sighs) What's tiring? Typing all day. I would know. Because I do. Do you ever have really tired wrists? I do. Sometimes they go numb and my fingers get all twitchy. Oh, so Angry Nimbus has this product, this custom product, where you can design your own wrist rest. Have I ever tried one of Angry Nimbus Woodcraft's wrist rests? Correct. Yes, I have gotten a custom wrist rest made. So it's very unique. It's one of a kind. I get so many compliments on it every day. Every time someone comes to my desk, they're like, wow, where did you get that? And I go, angrynimbuswoodcraft.com. But what the, the real question is, how do your wrists feel? They are no longer numb or tingly. They feel great. I'm able to type longer uh, without having to shake out my wrists. And not only my wrists from typing, but my wrists from using my mouse. So I mm. also have a Angry Nimbus Woodcraft mouse wrist rest. And for that product, I got the electric burn pattern. You can custom order uh, bottle openers as well, because at Angry Nimbus Woodcraft, one of my marathon medals was a wall-mounted bottle opener, so I can't really mount any bottle openers to any of the woodwork in my apartment living situation. So Angry Nimbus Woodcraft went ahead and was able to create a custom magnet-mounted bottle opener out of my finisher metal. That you were able to put on your refrigerator? On my refrigerator or any other metal surfaces in my kitchen, my living room, wherever I need. If you have a truck, you can have a bottle opener on your truck. I could. Or like if you're tailgating. Yeah, from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to get products from the Ben Franklin of woodwork, you should check out Angry Nimbus Woodcraft. 10,000 volts of electricity to create unique pieces of art. Angry Nimbus Woodcraft. Dot com.